Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for the joy that you have given us this morning, Lord, and the laughter that you brought to our lives, God. Mm -hmm. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord, that you are filling them full, God, with your Holy Spirit, Lord, and your life and your light, Lord. We thank you for this podcast, and we ask it to bless our listeners and our partners, Lord, that at the sound of your the voice of you, God, that they come into a deeper relationship with you, Lord. We thank you for those brothers and sisters you're bringing into the kingdom, and we thank you that you're blessing them and keeping them as well, Lord. We thank you for your faithfulness to perform all that you promised us, Lord, in your word, Lord, and that which you've spoken to each and every one of us, God. So we thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We are excited to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of Acts. And before we get into the word, though, I'd just like to thank everyone that has continued to like the episodes, that subscribe on this and any number of the platforms we can find, a day of prayer, and then also share these episodes with others so they can learn and grow in relationship with our Lord and Savior. Um, I'd just like to thank you for participating in this ministry and helping us to fulfill everything the Lord has mandated that this ministry accomplish. Uh, Two biggest things are building the Lord's house and ensuring that the gospel goes forth throughout the four corners of the earth. So thank you for partnering with us and fulfilling everything that the Lord has for us to accomplish. And we just ask that the Lord bless you immensely. Mm -hmm. So, and we know he will continue to do that through the word. So let's get to the word, shall we? Amen. Uh, that's that's the part that really matters. And of course, <laughs> obedience matters, but his word absolutely matters because that's how we learn and grow. So we are going to reread uh, Acts chapter 5, verses 27 through 42. So can I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. <clears throat> All right, LaCharles. And when they had brought them, yes, and when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and plotted to kill them. 
Then one in the council stood up, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law held in respect by all the people and commanded them to put the apostles outside for a little while. And he said to them, men of Israel, take heed for yourselves what you intend to do regarding these men. For some time ago, Theodes rose up claiming to be somebody. A number of men, about 400, joined him. He was slain and all who obeyed him were scattered and came to nothing. After this man, Judas of Galilee rose up in the days of the census and drew away many people after him. He also perished and all who obeyed him were dispersed. And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you even be found to fight against God. And they agreed with him. And when they had called, and when they had called for the apostles and had beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Amen. So we're going to open it up, open up the floor to everyone to share what the Holy Spirit has given you or ministered to you. And of course, to ask any questions you have. But we're going to start with the Charles because he was in the middle of a thought yesterday and we were out of time. So, the Charles, would you please continue where you had left off? Yes, in which I was transferring to another point. Okay. Um, well, thank you, sir. If we look at here, the Lord just showed me this is very quickly as an aside. Um, 37. After this man, Judas of Galilee, rose up in the days of the census and drew away many people after him. He also perished, and all who obeyed him were dispersed. And the Lord was just showing me the simil not really a similarity, but uh, that how the devil was trying to come off of what the Lord was doing. First of all, you see, he was from Galilee and it was around the same time Jesus was born. Amen. Good catch. And how. Lord, she showed me that it was trying to say, no, look at this. This is what you're coming over here for. Instead of truly and rightly saying it was Jesus. And then um, we notice inside of the previous section of chapter 5, how first in verse 17, it, we're told it was the sect of the Sadducees. And if we look back the other time, the apostles were dragged before the council it was the sect of the Sadducees. And how the Lord reminded me of later in Acts how um, when the Sadducees dragged Paul in after being in the temple. I had to flip there very quickly. Mm -hmm. Ah, um, Acts 23, 6. But when Paul perceived that one part was Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee. Concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am being judged. And what the Lord was showing me was that first was there was a, I'd say, a differentiation between the two here, as you can clearly see. And how the Lord showed me that they came together for only evil things. If you ever think about it, 
Um, So do you know what the difference is? Yes, Pharisees believed in everything and read the entire Bible and said the resurrection was legit, whereas Sadducees only read the first five books of the Bible and said there was no resurrection. Okay. Good job, sir. And how... I just got to make that clear for the listeners. So, yes. So good on you. No, please continue. And how there was a different, how they were different and each had their own sect and what they did and what they believed, yet they were willing to come together to condemn and try to beat the apostles. And also the Lord showed me as we were, as I was reading it, how they said, Gamaliel said, let them alone, do, don't do anything to them. <clears throat> And how they had immediately nodded. Then they turned around and did something to them. And (laughs) (laughs) Not what they wanted to do with them, though. Yes, Uh they had a scale back from what they were trying, but they still wanted to do something to them. It was kind of like the concept of, I don't want them to get away Mm scot-free. Though what what the Pharisees and Sadducees were doing was wicked. And what the Lord showed me was that we have to be careful on what we're going along with. There can be, you can try to separate yourself, but if you're not constantly wary of what you're doing, you'll find yourself in league with them and in the same general category. And the Lord gave me the example of, as Promise was talking about a couple examples ago, he said, whose righteousness, the Lord said, whose righteousness are you? And the Lord um, reminding me of it's not righteousness compared to what these people are doing, and I'm not quite so wicked, and I I got some little. It's not a relative there. term, right? Yes. Okay. And the same is true here. We can't just settle for being slightly more Christ-like than the world, and saying I at least read my Bible, though I don't believe it. We can't. <laughs> we can't. I go find the rules to specifically disobey. Let me make sure I read them first to make sure I disobey them well. <laughs> yes. And how the Lord showed me that we have to be careful and we can't be doing that in our lives nor going along with things that we think are right, but we know the people who are doing it are not following Christ, not even for a little. And then that also brought me to how even, it reminded me of in the gospel, how the high priest, he said that Jesus was going to die for the people, and though he did not understand that he was speaking by the Lord, Though mm-hmm. he was actually working against him, mm-hmm. and the same is true here. Um, we know that. Actually, we don't know, but the Lord showed me was that there is also an unconscious going with the Lord that occurs. But we want to be and have to be conscious of what we're doing with the Lord in order to receive the blessing from it. It's not the Lord controlling us like a puppet. And saying, you're going to do this no matter what. But there's also an aspect of what the Lord says is going to be achieved. But it's better to be with the willing side and saying, okay, Lord, I'm running with you. Instead of having to be dragged along. Okay. So I, I think I can understand a little bit what you're saying. Uh-huh. Like Judas was, was going to, Jesus was going to die on the cross. And yes. that was set in heaven. Now, Judas did not need to be a part of the betrayal party. Yes. However, he aligned he aligned his choices to do that, even mm-hmm. though God had given him an opportunity to not do that. Yes. Um, the Pharisees didn't need to be a part of that um, murder process. They could have chosen differently. 
but they chose to be against God and working against God um, and what they were doing. Yes, so Jesus was going to die on the cross. The gospel's going to be preached, whether anybody likes it or not. Yes. Be on God's side in what he's saying and not on the adversary's side. The adversary has been resisting God from the beginning and trying to overthrow yes. God. However, he is a miserable failure. And everything that he tries to do, God always turns it around and says, ha ha. <laughs> okay, still doing what I want to do. And you are still defeated and you're still going to be thrown into the lake of fire. Um, yes. Okay, so I understand that. <clears throat> but God is not forcing them to be op in opposition. He is continuing on with his will in spite of what side a human choice uh, chooses to be on. Yes. But he does give us a choice to choose life. Yes. Okay. And then how, even with the example that Gamaliel was giving on all these people who are doing wicked stuff, you could see that it was a try to come off of what the Lord had done previously. And Lord was just reminding me of when he was talking about Thaodis, all I could think of was David when he was on the run. There happened to be about 400 men with him. And wait, yes, there was. After a period, 400 joined him as a 100% of what he had. And how the Lord showed me that it was only to try to come off what the Lord had done previously, saying, oh, look at this, look, no, look at this, and try to waver and try to say, we're on the same side here. We're doing the same thing. I'm just taking a slightly different route. And how the Lord was saying that is not how it works. You can try to give the perception as the Pharisees were doing as we're on the side of God, but we're going to get there on our own means. It was as the Lord told me, there's no, I'm going to serve you, Lord, without you. You just be quiet. I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm and helping you with, without asking what you need. All the yes. while counterfeiting the exact thing yes. that the Lord is actually doing. Yes. And mm -hmm. how the Lord showed me that there is, there's three categories. Um, there's one side that's going with the Lord. There's one side that says, I'm not going to do anything. And there's one side that's actively working against. He said it's better to be on the side that's working with the Lord instead of just sitting there saying, I'll see which one works out and then I'll join at the end. That would be the lukewarm church. Yes. Mm. The reference in Revelation. Um, the Lord said, pick a side. Yes. And, and basically, if you're going to be on hell's side, then go ahead and declare it. Take your mask mm. off and let's just be on with it. But yes. don't, don't be a fence straddle or don't be in the middle. Now, God doesn't want anybody to choose unrighteousness. Hence, the presence of Jesus Christ in the likeness of a man in the earth mm -hmm. to die for the sins of the entire world. That's not his desire. But you cannot um, try to hide out and trick God. Yes. And and see which one's going to work out and then try to make your Lord forgive me decision at the last moment and then choose f feign to choose God in the end. He said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'll spew you or vomit you out of my mouth. So that's his perspective. Yes. That was it for now. Okay. Okay. Anyone else? Um, let me read Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12 to you. It says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end, but its end is the way of death. And Proverbs 16, 25. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. So it's repeated <laughs> twice. twice. 
<laughs> just in case you didn't hear it the first time. Um, you know, this seemed right to them. And, you know, when we look at the scriptures, it's easy to go them over there. Ooh, man, I don't know why they did that. <laughs> it's easy to put it off. But in all of us, if we're not being led by the Holy Spirit, it seems right. But its way is death. We can even start out like, Holy Spirit, I'm with you. And then we let go of his hand and we still end off, you know, we're off in the ditch somewhere and we're off track from what he said. So it's important that we constantly walk with him. We constantly keep his word before our eyes. That way we can put it in our mouth, right? Yes. yes. And then we continue, continually fellowship with the Holy Spirit and surrounding ourselves with believers who are actually believers and following the way of life, Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life themselves, so that we are able to stand against all the wiles of the adversary, and we're able to endure and arrive at the destination that God wants us to arrive at, in the condition that he wants us to get there. Amen. Because it matters. Dean, do you have something? Yeah, I, I like your analogy. Um, I want to I wanna add to it a little bit. So, um, Oftentimes, I have employees that don't get to the job site they need to get to in a timely manner. Hmm. And they'll go, oh, the bridge was up. Oh, the tunnel was closed. Oh, there was a traffic jam. And I said, well, I'm, I'm confused because what it says in our procedure is that once you receive the information about um, where you're supposed to go, before you call the client to let them know you're in the way, you're supposed to open up your GPS. You have a company-furnished tablet that has GPS enabled that will give you the best possible route to get there to mm -hmm. achieve the highest success. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, once I had to begin mandating that with my people that I decided I need to make sure I follow that myself. So I try to do it no matter where I'm going, no matter what time of day, no matter what the distance. And it's amazing how often there'll be a traffic jam or there'll be something, a road closure that I wasn't aware of mm -hmm. had I not used the guide that I had free and available to me, I would have taken too long to get where I needed to go mm -hmm. or possibly not even arrived as well. Amen. When an airline airplane pilot is leaving a destination and let's say he's plotting his course from Norfolk, Virginia to Jacksonville, Florida, mm -hmm. as he lays in his course and he begins to take off the runway, one degree of deviation requires a course correction mm -hmm. because we can't afford to get off more than one degree and we, we come back to center line, as it were, for our, for our point of destination and staying on course. Mm -hmm. And then we may overcorrect and go one degree out. There's a constant course correction mm -hmm. as we're trying to do that to make sure we arrive at the destination that we have. And we, in the condition that you're supposed to be when you get there. Right. Arriving in a box. Right. What happens if you, right. Well, <laughs> what happens if you just um, go five degrees off and come back and five degrees off and come back and split that. Are you going to have enough fuel to make it to your destination? Nope. You should be worn out, whatever it may be. So mm -hmm. we have a wonderful guide, Holy God's Spirit. word and the Holy spirit to get us where we need to be. And mm -hmm. so it is so tempting to want to do things in our own mind, in our own way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and sometimes it's so easy to, mm -hmm. and sometimes we may even get wonderful results and not even notice the consequences of our sin. But it's still there, and it still, still comes there. to bear. It, yes, it does. It has a way of just showing up at a later time. And usually, uh, this is what the scripture says about Satan when he tempted Jesus: is that he went away, 
and waited and came back for a more opportune mm-hmm. time. So you think you're doing great? <laughs> okay. Ten years later, ah, he's trying to come in and wreak havoc through the life of the believer. But Holy Spirit knows everything. And, you know, like I, I like your, your reference and example of using an airplane. Well, there's other traffic in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to maybe fly up a couple more thousand feet to miss the plane that's coming underneath you going in the opposite direction. You know, that we don't think it matters, but us arriving at our destination in the condition that he wants us to get there does matter. Mm-hmm. If you arrive, you know, if the plane makes it there, but it's in a hundred pieces and they tow it back to, you know what I mean? To the destination. Was it successful? No. no. Technicality. Well, it got there. Yeah. But everybody was not on the plane that should have been there and alive and in good condition. It matters. Or, you know, for mm-hmm. the airline owner, the, the plane is busted. It, it matters. So God has taken into account all of those things. And Jesus let us know with great um, fervor, specificity, and um, consistency and insistency that we have the Holy Spirit. It wasn't because he's a nice decoration. It wasn't just to say, oh, we got it. Look, that's, you know, it's on my shelf over there. Yeah, he, he's in there somewhere, but um, I haven't talked to him in a while. No. He means for the Holy Spirit to reveal to us actively, moment by moment, what Father God wants, because he's searching the deep things of God. And we have the advocate with the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, going this way, this way, this way, this way. And guess what? Oh, you can't see it over there. Behind that puffy cloud is a little putt-putt plane that's going to fly out of a new pilot. And you're going to need to elevate your, you know, your flight pattern or whatever. But Holy Spirit knows. Your eyes do not. And even Jesus, when he was in the act of being tempted, when he was in his earthly ministry, being tempted by the devil, didn't go, well, I'm God. I'm God myself and I got this. No, he relied on the Holy Spirit. He didn't go out there until he had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Right? Yes. He said, I got this. I got my milk bottle. That's all I need. I'm God. He didn't do that. (laughs) He didn't do that. He came the way Father God ordained and aligned and allotted for him to come. So who are we to think we're going to do something different and succeed? You can try it, but rest assured, the God of this world is going to go (laughs) rub his hands together and smack you upside the head and steal, kill, and destroy, which is his purpose in the earth. Not God didn't give him that purpose. That's the one he took for himself. But the Holy Spirit's purpose is to make sure that we, I'll say, stomp on the devil's head, fulfill the plan of God, Stomp on the devil's head some more (laughs) and succeed and bring as many people to Christ as will come, as God would have to be brought in and do it in with joy in our heart, the smile on our face and finish our race in excellence and with strength. Finish the course with joy. That matters to God. It seems irrelevant to us. We're like, oh, who cares? Oh, oh, let's just go. No. No, no, no. So. No, it absolutely matters to God. And um, as it should. It should. And the things that matter to the Lord should matter to us. Mm-hmm. All right. If anyone that's played sports, hoots and hollers and cheers and, and erupts in joy when they, they or their team goes in and scores a goal, right? So, so into the enemy territory, as it were, or the, the opposing team's, mm-hmm. you know, side and gets a goal or depending on whatever the sport is, right? Scores yes. and Score, mm-hmm. right. 
why wouldn't we have the same mindset and approach doing the will of the Lord and going into enemy territory and snatching back souls for the kingdom? Right? Yes. yes. That's what the Lord is coming back for, his people. Mm-hmm. So why shouldn't, or, why, or I'll say, if you're not, why aren't you cheering and celebrating and rejoicing the angels are? So why shouldn't we? I think we should. <laughs> Absolutely we should. And that comes from doing the Lord's will. Saying what he says to say and doing what he says to do when his Holy Spirit is instructing us to do it. Amen. <clears throat> and in the, the manner that he asked us to do it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so we're going to pause there for today. And uh, so we're coming up on time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. And just thank you for imparting your word onto us and just giving us the things you want us to have, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for putting your hand over us and anointing us and keeping us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.